looking live at one of the grandest venues in American sport, the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. So much hype has been heaped on this college football game, Dan, I'm beginning to have a hard time swallowing. All the band is out on the field! He's going to Welcome to the First and Him Podcast. Let's talk that football. All right. We're back with another episode of First and Him. Uh, I'm Hudson. I'm with my co-host, Connor. Um, we're, we're pretty excited to be back. Uh, last week, we kind of we started this not knowing what it would be. Um, I think we both had a lot of fun doing it. And, and now here we, here we are with episode two, um, talking about the, the Big Ten, um, which, which is the conference near and dear to my heart. So I've been, I've been looking forward to this one. Yeah, and just want to say thank you for all the uh, all the feedback and positive reviews. Uh, we definitely hope it gets better as we as we continue this this journey. Yeah, and and like Connor said, um, kind of as we ramp up towards the season here, um, we're starting out. We're just going to preview all the conferences, talk about what bets we like, um, and then as we get to the season, we'll probably start recording twice a week, um, once to talk about the previous week games, and then once to preview next week. So so maybe I don't know Sundays and and Thursdays. Um, just kind of depends on, on what our schedules look like. But, but once the season starts, we'll, we'll start talking about it twice um, and have a little bit more insight to give than, than kind of talking about theoreticals. But this is fun for now. This is what we got. We got 16 more days till week zero. Um, so I know I'm looking forward to it. Connor's looking forward to it. And uh, should be good. Should be an exciting season. So um, with that, um, we, can, we can get into it. Um, we'll start today again. This is the Big Ten episode. Um, so we'll, we'll preview the Big Ten East first. We'll move to the West, and then we'll talk about who we like from each um, and kind of the winners and, and so on from there. Um, you guys probably know what's coming from me. Um, but I'm, I'm going to start the episode off. Um, my first play today, absolutely, all day long. Michigan over 10.5. Um, I believe it's up to around minus one – yeah, minus 148 on FanDuel right now. Um, I took this about six months ago. Um, on FanDuel at plus 120 for over 10 and a half. So, so pretty good. Um, shout out me on that one. But again, it's at minus 148 right now. So that's what we'll play it at. But, but just to get into Michigan a little bit, um, for those of you who don't know, I'm a Michigan fan. I'm starting grad school there in the fall. So, so pretty exciting. And, and I've been told I'm, I might be the missing piece in the national championship here. Um, so just looking at the roster a little bit, I mean, they, they are very good. Um, they, they lost in the college football playoff last year to TCU. Um, that was a bummer. Um, just a kind of a weird game, 40, I think it was 51, 45, uh, one that, one that sucked to watch, but doesn't take away from their season last year. They went 13 and 0, the two time reigning big 10 champions and have dismantled Ohio state the last two years. Um, so that's been great to watch. And then just looking at what they're bringing back. They're, they're bringing back among the most in the country. They're bringing back the fourth most production on offense, the 14th most production on defense, um, with an already college football caliber college football playoff caliber roster. 
Um, so, so they're going to be pretty good starting kind of the quarterback all the way through to, to the kicker. Um, JJ McCarthy is coming back second year as a, as a starter, didn't lose a regular season game. Um, no doubt about it. He struggled last year um, in the college football playoff game. Um, really, really, he's been very good on play action. He hasn't been nearly as good um, in the drop back. So it'll be exciting to see kind of how he's worked on that this year. And, and there's been a lot of talks at a camp just talking about how he, he has worked on that game. He has worked that on that in his game and trying to trying to throw the ball a little bit more as Michigan was very run heavy. Um, with that being said, I mean, Michigan averaged almost seven yards of carry last year. They returned the best running back duo in the country with uh, Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards. I mean, Blake Corum, I think, probably wins the Heisman last year if he stays healthy. He was averaging north of 150 yards per game before he got hurt against Illinois, and, and that stunk, obviously. Um, didn't matter. Donovan Edwards went for 200 and dismantled the Ohio State defense. Um, and, again, Michigan's offensive line, they're bringing back the two-time reigning Joe Moore award-winning group. Um, they're bringing back Zach Zinter and Trevor Keegan decided to stay, which is huge. Um, they got a couple big transfers, um, Drake Nugent and Miles Hinton from Stanford, um, as well as Ladarius Henderson from Arizona State. So Michigan is, is 10 deep on the offensive line with probably a, a second offensive line group that would start at most power five schools. Um, they are deep and they are very good. Um, and then just looking at rounding out the rest of their offense, um, definitely the weakest group on the team is receiver. Um, they lose Ronnie Bell, who's really a heartbeat of that offense, and Luke Schoonmaker, who's now in the Cowboys. I believe he went in the second round. Um, but, but they do return Cornelius Johnson. Um, they do return um, Roman Wilson, who, who both combined for just under 2,000 yards and 16 scores last year. So, again, a good, a good part of the offense. They, they lost a little bit. They lost Andrew Anthony to Oklahoma. Um, they lost uh, A.J. Henning, who was really more of a factor in the return game. Um, but I believe he's at Northwestern now. I'm not sure where he'll end up because I don't think anyone's going to end up on that team. Um, but again, Tyler Morris um, was a, a teammate of J.J. McCarthy in high school. They have good chemistry. There's been a lot of buzz about him during camp. And then they also bring in A.J. Barner, um, the transfer tight end from uh, former captain from Indiana. He just wanted to win some games, so decided to come to, to Michigan to do that. Um, so that really rounds out their offense. They should be really good. Again, they averaged 40, 40 points per game last year, and it wasn't the prettiest um, just because they do run the ball a lot. But when you can run the ball for 400 yards a game, 300 yards a game, it, it, it obviously um, amounts to points. So the Michigan offense was good last year. They should be better this year. Um, J.J. McCarthy is a big, a big factor in that. But if he kind of takes the step that, that it has been insinuated he's going to, um, the Michigan offense should be better than last year. And then moving to the defensive side of the ball, and again, I'll try, to, I'll try not to ramble about this too long, but um, kind of they, they had the elite defense in 2021. Um, they brought in uh, – they had Mike McDonald for a year, his uh, John Harbaugh, who Connor thought was Michigan's coach last episode, um, then took Mike McDonald back to the NFL to the Ravens. Um, they bring in Minter. And again, there was a lot of question marks about Michigan's defense last year. Um, a lot of people thought they were, they were not going to be great. They lost Hutchinson. They lost Ajabo. Um, they, they lost some elite pass rushers and, and what they do, they came back and they were, they were top five and top 10 in really every power rating. Um, and again, they're bringing back a lot of guys. They lose Mozzie Smith, but they're bringing back Chris Jennings. They're bringing back, um, they got Josiah Stewart from Coastal, um, who will be a good edge rushing piece. Um, very similar to Ajabo kind of size wise and, and skills. Um, so we should be, should be pretty good about that. Um, with that, and then uh, Braden McGregor, who came in, 
Uh, he might be a junior now. I'm not sure. He should he should look to fill the other side along with Chris Jenkins again and and Mason Graham in the middle. Mason Graham's a true sophomore. Was played a lot as a true freshman last year, um, and is a very good interior player. Um, again, and then they should they should get um, some some good kind of contribution from some of the younger guys who who are coming up through that in, uh, defensive line interior. Uh, moving to the middle, um, they have very good linebackers. Junior Colson and Michael Barrett. Um, I feel like Michael Barrett has been at Michigan forever. Um, Junior Colson is a, potentially a first-round draft pick next year. Um, and then they got Ernest Hossman from Nebraska, who who is uh, the number one ranked linebacker in the portal. Um, he was a beast at, at Nebraska last year, probably the only bright spot on that team. Um, and then just kind of looking at the back end, they lose DJ Turner. They lose RJ Morton to Florida to RJ Moton to Florida. Um, but again, they're bringing back Santrastil and Will Johnson, who Will Johnson might be the best man corner in the country. Um, and, and, and he, he's, he's going to be a true lockdown corner. Um, they bring back at safety, Rod Moore, and Macari page, who both played significant time last year. were both very good. Um, if there's one question mark on this team though, it's the CB two position. Um, they have a Morion Stewart. They brought in, um, I'm trying to think of his name, the corner from uh, UMass who, who started over there a bunch of games and, and the, uh, McBurrows as well, who's a transfer or a trans, I can't think of the word. Um, he started as a running back, changed the defense and is now trying to get some playing time at corner. Um, so again, the Michigan defense is very experienced. They're bringing back a lot of talent. They have a lot of talent within and they have a good scheme. It's worked. Um, and again, they, they should, they should be very good this year. Josiah Stewart's his name um, from uh, the, the transfer from, oh, I'm going all over the place now. Um but with that being said, again, Michigan should be very good. They, they play a very bad at-a-conference schedule. Um, I know Connor doesn't want to hear this. They play ECU, UNLV, Bowling Green, and Rutgers as their four non-con. Um, again, not shouldn't really see much of a challenge in this schedule um, until they play at Penn State November 11th. That's going to be a very tricky game at Maryland November 18th. has a trap game written all over it. And then obviously the big one at the end of the year against Ohio State. Um, with that being said, I, I think the hardest game this year, honestly, is at Penn State and, and it, at Michigan at 10 and a half. If you, if you like them to split at least one of those against uh, Penn State or Ohio State, it, it feels like there, there's no way they go under. It feels like this is a 12 and 0 type team. And even if they lose to Ohio State, um, which I don't think will happen at home, um, again, they, they've proven that they, they just manhandle them at the line of scrimmage. Um, so I don't think Ohio State will be able to stop the run. Um, I think Michigan will have similar success and, and eventually go on to the college football playoff. Um, so there's there's my Big Ten winner as well. Um, wow. But, um, big big surprise here. But, uh, again, I will be taking Michigan over 10.5. I think Michigan's the best team in the country besides Georgia. And, again, I think Georgia's not as good as they've been in the last two years. Um, so who knows? We'll see. But, but I do like Michigan coming out of the Big Ten and going over 10.5 wins. Yeah, do we need to get you an oxygen tank as well? Would that would that help? Uh, I'm out of breath. I was spinning a little bit there, um, trying to trying to get it all in as quick as possible. As people don't really care what I have to say about Michigan, but I sure should do. Um, yeah, Michigan. So, Michigan's going to be good. Um, I definitely think it's those three games at the end of the uh, end of the season. There at Penn State, it's going to be very tough. It's hard to go to Happy Valley. Hopefully, that's a night game. It's a I mean, it's a twelve o'clock noon game. It's a twelve o'clock oh. noon game. Big classic noon kickoffs, Fox. classic Fox. Yeah, honestly, I do. Brutal. I will. I am going to that game. 
Um, I, I do wish it was at night because it would be cool to see the whiteout, even though it's a significantly easier game at noon than at uh, – Yeah, Happy Valley at night's a different place. Yeah, exactly. Happy place. Valley for the whiteout. I mean, the video of Shea Patterson coming out on the field and getting the delay game, first snap of the game, is probably the coolest video of all time. Um, so definitely yeah. happy Michigan doesn't have to do that again. I think I think at the end of the season, I think y'all are bigger favorites over – y'all are more likely to win the Ohio State game than you are that Penn State game. I think that at Penn State's a tougher game than the Ohio State game. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I this agree. year specifically. And, and just looking at uh, uh, those spreads are both out. Um, I, I believe the Ohio State game, I took it right when it came out when Michigan was minus one. Um, which is exciting that this has been the first time in a long time Michigan has been favored in all 12 games going into the year. Um, it hasn't been like this. They're the uh, coaches pick. Um, the coaches poll um, for the Big Ten is the winner. Um, preseason number two. So, again, it, it will be interesting to see how they handle the hype this year. Um, last year, they definitely did not have that hype. Um, and, and they kind of just they performed. The year before, they didn't have the hype either. Um, and, and obviously went ahead and, and had that triumphant win against Ohio State at home, which was the first time in a long time. Let's call it what it is. Um, but with that being said, it does feel like the guard is starting to change. Um, I do think Michigan is is the real deal. And, and I think I, I agree with you. I think that game at Penn State is certainly a harder game um, than at home against Ohio State. So we'll see. Um, I don't I don't really see a blemish on this schedule. Again, if it happens, it's at Penn State or at home against Ohio State. And people are going to get pissed at this. But um, again, they're, they're favored in every single game. They're, they're better than they were last year. They're more experienced. People want to say, oh, Harbaugh, Harbaugh this. Like, yeah, I mean, Harbaugh's Harbaugh's Harbaugh. He's not going to apologize for it. I wouldn't want any other guy to go to war with. Um, I've been behind Harbaugh the whole time. There's, there's been some down years, don't get me wrong. Um, but but he's, he's been very open about saying this is the best team he's had. Um, so I'm very excited for this year um, and think Michigan soars over 10 and a half. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's it really comes down to can they be East Carolina, Penn State, uh, and Ohio <laughs> State. So th- those are their three games they got to win. Yeah, um, it'd be a tough one, one at home. Y'all are one point five road dogs. So against the the Penn State. Line, yeah, so. that, I mean that that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and rightfully so. I think I, I I mean you that that will lead me into my next pick. But um, I think Penn State's gonna be good this year. I like Drew Alar, and I won't I won't get too much into it. But I think Penn yeah, State's well, gonna be good. It's gonna be a that's tough a, game. That's a good segue there because I I got I have Penn State over nine and a half minus one forty. Uh, just looking at their schedule, I really do think they're. I mean, they play Ohio State and they play Michigan. Even if they lose those two games, they will be heavily favored in every single other game they play. Um, they get Iowa at home. That's huge. Uh, yep. They do go to Maryland, but that at Ohio, at, at the, the Iowa at home is the big part there. They don't play Wisconsin, which is great. Um, and then at Michigan State at the end of the season, I don't see that as a problem at all. Um, but yeah, their two toughest games, Ohio State and Michigan, they can still lose that. I think they go ten and two. Uh, I there's a chance I think they can get a they can get one by Ohio State or Michigan. Uh, they had two freshman backs last year that went for almost two thousand yards and twenty two touchdowns, and their entire O line is going to be back as well. Uh, Dante Cephas just uh, he's just want to just want to throw this in there. Their center. Um, who who is the lone guy who's gone? Juice Scruggs, first team all name. Just just got to He, God, he unfortunately will will not be on the team this year. He's the only guy who's leaving that that offensive line group, which will I agree with you will be very good. But Juice Scruggs just got to just got to get that in there because phenomenal name. Absolutely, 
phenomenal. All right, they continue. Got, Sorry. They, they have Cephas. a first-round draft pick left tackle, which is big. Yep, uh, who, who, would, who would have been a first-rounder last year um, and decided to come back, which which is shows us what, what James Franklin's built. Um, Absolutely. At, at Penn uh, with State. Cephas coming back – or Cephas transferred from, Penn, uh, from Kent State. He had 2,000 yards and 12 TDs in two years there, so he should definitely be a, a big target for them. They don't have much at receiver, which is a little worrisome. And then Drew Alar obviously doesn't have much experience. He was a five-star recruit, so hopefully he can pick it up. But their defense is going to be strong. Uh, Abdul Carter's back. He had six and a half sacks as a freshman, so he's going to be a stud. Uh, and ultimately, their schedule just it bodes very well for them. Uh, I mean, they really have two tough games, and after that, um, I think they can just they can kind of walk through it. So I think ten yeah. wins definitely doable. I'm not too worried about it. Um, you know, if they beat Iowa. That's the big one. Ultimately, mm-hmm. I'm circling that one. If they lose that Iowa game, we may be toast week four. Yeah, um, but if they if they beat Iowa, it, they're going to be undefeated headed to that at Ohio State game, and that'll be a great one. Uh, and then obviously they get Michigan at home, which I think they can win that one. Uh, so we'll see. It, it'll it'll be a good season though. Penn State's definitely going to be a team to watch out for. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and like you said, um, they're they're very talented in uh, at running back. Um, they they beside Michigan, there's there's no better running back duo of Nick Singleton and Katron Allen in the country. Um, they both rushed for 700 yards last year. Singleton went for over a thousand. Um, and again, he, he had a huge Rose bowl, which was cool to see. Um, the Rose bowl was awesome last year. Um, just, just good to see kind of teams who really want to be there and, and want to play as opposed to kind of some of the Ohio state two years ago when they all opted out, um, kind of, you know, that's, that's just the culture they've built down there. Um, and Utah's an all, yeah, Utah. Exactly. Utah, can't, Utah, can't, Utah's awesome. Utah wants to be there. And that's what's great. So it was, it was cool to see uh, Smith and Jigba go off a couple years ago. Um, that, that again, great, but, but sucks when you kind of have a school that, that doesn't really, they're, they're just there to make the NFL. Um, but, but again, that's, that's what happens when you kind of Ryan day. Yeah. We, we won't talk about him too much, No, but um, and the defense talk, is coached by uh, Manny Diaz too. So. Yeah, exactly. Manny Diaz, is he, he brought in a really good scheme last year. Um, I like what they're doing. They bring back Chop Robinson again, another just phenomenal name. Penn State really has some good names. Um, Chop Robinson is going to be a really good edge rusher. And, and when you look at the Penn State teams that have been kind of at the elite caliber um, in the last, I don't know, six, seven years, um, they've had that elite pass rush. Um, and, and I do think they're going to have that this year. They're bringing back kind of some, some dudes out there. And Chop Robinson especially I think is going to be um, – uh, among the the top pass rushers in the country, um, so again, just just looking at um, their schedule again, like you said, th- there's a there's a really good case that that there are however many games they're undefeated going into the Ohio State game. Um, I think yep. at Maryland, like you said, is tough. I don't think Maryland's going to be great, but I think they're going to be good enough. I think they can challenge some teams. They almost did it to Ohio State last year, and again, Ohio mm-hmm. State's talent gap just pulled them away in that in that kind of trap game right before. Um, they went and played and got destroyed by Michigan at home. Um, right. But, uh, again, I, I think Penn State's good. I think, like you said, they can lose against the two best teams, which they probably will lose to. Um, but th- but they can win those games. Those those are winnable games. So, if they get one of those, I think this is a no-brainer over. So... Um, we'll, we'll keep moving here unless you got anything else, Connor. 
Yeah, no, I think I think that pretty much covered it. I actually lost you there for a second. So, oh, I don't know what uh, happened. Yeah, that just shows that you know we're in the the new stages of a podcast. But um, <laughs> yeah, you can go on to get to your next player. Yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll get there eventually. Um, so um, next play here, staying in the Big Ten East. Um, I took this last year. I I I can't remember what their over under was last year. I think it was four and a half. Um, but I will be taking under um, three and a half wins for Indiana. Um, they're they're bad. Um, they they kind of their their best players transferred. They lost their top guys. Um, two of their I, I think the backup quarterback and AJ Barner both went to Michigan. Um, they're Tom Allen. I don't think makes it through the season. I think he he had that one fluky year in 2020. Um, but but I don't I don't think he'll he'll make it kind of full this year. Um, through this year, um, Jack Tuttle's who transferred to Michigan. Um, and then they they bring back uh, Dexter Williams, who, who's their likely going to win the uh, the quarterback battle. I think. Uh, we'll see. I, I don't. I don't. I, I, I don't have knowledge a, on Indiana. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't. I don't have a. Gr- I don't have a great yeah. handle on that. Um, again, they don't. They don't have playmakers. They don't have guys. Um, they're not bringing back a ton. Um, and, and this is a rebuild year for them. They have a really tough schedule. Um, they start at Ohio State, or I'm sorry, at home against Ohio State. They're going to get they're going to get destroyed. And again, it, it just gets to the point when, when do they lose their will to, to want to play anymore? Um, when do they quit on Tom Allen? And especially if he's on his way out, um, we'll see, but I, mean, Michael I don't Penix think it's transferring out ultimately was the demise of Tom. I mean, Tom Allen just can't survive without Michael Penix. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so they're, they're going to lose week one. They'll beat Indiana state. They'll lose the Louisville Akron. I mean, Akron's I don't, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I have no, no, We'll give them that. Um, at Maryland, they're losing. At Michigan, they're losing. Rutgers is a winnable game. That gets them to three. Then they're at Penn State, at home against Wisconsin, at Illinois. Michigan State might be a winnable game. They're, they're going to be atrocious again this year. And then at Purdue, I, I, I don't see this team getting to four wins. Um, so I'll be taking um, Indiana under three and a half wins at plus 114. I like it. Yeah, you you said it. Michigan State's gonna be bad. Uh, they're my next team. I have them under five and a half, and that's minus one fifty eight. So tons of juice on it. But they just lost Keon Coleman in May. He's going down to Florida State. He was their best returning offensive player, and he's gone. He was their um, best player, period, by a lot. Yeah, he's a stud. Six four, just big body receiver. Um, I mean, him not coming back ultimately is why I took this number. Uh, Thorne has been there forever. He's just mediocre. He's, he's no he's, longer there. He's no longer there. Oh, he isn't. Okay. No, he he is transferred. Uh, he's at Auburn. They have Noah Kim now, um, oh, who's who's not well, much even, not much better. Not perfect. much better. So yeah. either way, love it. Tons of guys transferring out. Mel Tucker got a huge contract. It's just I just don't see. I just can't see him getting the six wins. Um, they went five and seven last year. I don't think they got much better. So yeah, I think Michigan State under five and a half. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll hop on any opportunity to clown uh, Michigan State. Um, so I I think Mel Tucker is the most overpaid coach in sports. Um, I think they're going to be bad. I think they 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 have no culture. Um, and and again, they 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 just want to beat up Michigan in the locker room because they certainly can't do it on the field. Um, so we'll see how that game goes this year. Um, that'll be a fun one. Uh, Michigan will be a three touchdown favorite, and Michigan State fans will think they have a chance. Um, but we'll see what happens. It'll it'll be a fun game. Um, but but I love Michigan State under because I I think they're they're poverty. Everything did you about have, did poverty. you have that play as well? Uh, I I did not just because I stayed away from the uh, Michigan State and Ohio State team totals because I don't want to 
I don't want to, I'm taking both their unders and I just, those, those plays don't need to happen. Um, I don't need, there's, there's better options. Let's, let's put it that way. Um, than, than me just shitting on those teams. And I would never bet on a Charmin soft Ryan, Charmin soft Ryan day. So um, I'll just stay away from that one. Perfect. Yeah. I'd love to see central Michigan beat him week one. That would be, that'd be hilarious. fantastic. It, it would be um, fantastic. I mean, and, and if you remember last year, they had Michigan state on the ropes in the fourth quarter um, at Michigan state. It was a, I, I believe it was a field goal or less than a touchdown game in the fourth quarter. And Michigan State kind of pulled away, and they might have even covered the spread. Um, but, but it was it was not a blowout like it should have been. Michigan State was preseason ranked last year. Oh no, so, that was Western. That was Western, I think. Oh, Western. oh you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Either you're right, way, right. either way, I you just love to see the smaller Michigan schools give them a run for their money. So yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's good knowledge by me. We're we're on fire tonight. We're hot. Um, <laughs> All right, so, again, we don't need to talk about the Big Ten East winner. Um, I, I'll be taking Michigan. I'll be taking Michigan for everything. Um, so, uh, unless you feel free to for, talk about the Big Ten East, but we can get there when we talk about the championship game. Um, but with that being said, um, we'll move over to the West. The West is kind of one of those – this is the last year of the West, I believe. Um, I think next year we're going to the the no conference, um, which seems to be the trend. Which I like it way. I like that way better. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I like it. A, a big problem I have with it is that Michigan Ohio State will will likely be playing in back to back weeks more than they won't. Which again, playing Ohio State is fun, um, and it's a lot more fun when we win. Um, but with that being said, I don't know if my heart can take that two weeks in a row. Um, last year was was one of the most emotional days I've had in a long time. Um, I watched it by myself. I, I didn't even leave the house. So um, we'll we'll see if I can take that two two weeks in a row. But but again, we're we're a long way ahead of that. Um, but moving back to the West, um, the a, a fun team this year, and and I do like their. Um, I will be taking Wisconsin over eight and a half. Um, I think this will be a fairly popular play with Luke Fickle coming in. Um, it, I love the play. It, it is it is a, a nice um, identity change from Paul Christ. Um, they they potentially are going to throw the ball, which is something we haven't seen at uh, Wisconsin in a long time. Um, they, they pulled Phil Longo from uh, UNC this past year, um, which again, he, he was a good coordinator there. He did well. He had Drake May. Um, they, they scored points. Their defense was just so, so bad. So they, they just couldn't win games. But again, Phil Longo was, was, a, good, was a good coordinator there. Got picked up. Um, now he's going to a, a real football school. Um, and, and again, like he, he's, he's put up top 15 offenses um, all, all the seasons he was at UNC. So we'll see. Um, they, they pulled in Mordecai from, I believe he was at SMU last year. SMU. Um, yeah, he's been yeah. at SMU for a while. I think he was at Texas before that, maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. But again, at SMU, um, Davey O'Brien candidate for sure this year. Um, they bring back also with Braylon Allen, a absolute dog at running back. Um, they're going to have a good offensive line. They always do. Um, it, it's just that, that Wisconsin breeds those guys. They're big. They're tough. Um, they're going to run the ball, and they have, they have an elite running back. Um, wide receivers, I mean, again, it'll be interesting to see how they use these receivers um, just just because they, they it's now a very different scheme. So, so that is still kind of out to the jury on, on how their, their pass offense will be because it's not something they've traditionally done. But, again, if Longo wants to put in this air raid offense – um, we, we will see kind of some of these receivers, these young guys be tested um, again. And then pulling Quincy Burroughs um, from Cincinnati, 
Brayson Green from uh, Oklahoma State. Like, they, they got some guys now um, as opposed to where they, they traditionally haven't had that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see that, but but I still think they're going to want to run the ball and be that tough identity they've built over the last 20 years. Um, moving to the defensive side of the ball, um, it, it will be interesting to see what um, Fickle does with this. I, 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 I'm not honestly 100% sure if Fickle is calling the plays or not. Um, I believe he did at Cincinnati, but again, I'm not 100% on that, but but he has that weird three three five um, scheme that that has created a lot of problems and and made Cincinnati an elite defense. Um, it'll be interesting to see his corners. Um, what when he did have that really good year out at corner, um, it, he had Sauce Gardner and uh, I can't think of the other guy. Kobe, Kobe, Kobe Bryant, Bryant on the other side. Yeah, exactly. First team all name once again. Um, but he's got lockdown man corners. Um, so it will be interesting to see if he's kind of got those guys. Um, but, but again, I think their defense is going to be tough. They have big, big interior guys, decent edge rushers, um, and, and they'll be, they'll be good in through the back end. They're going to be well coached. And again, their schedule is not very hard. Um, so, so I do think they kind of breeze through the West. Um, it will be interesting to see when they play that Iowa game on October 14th. Um, and then a sneaky play out of the West, which, which I do really like. I do like Illinois a lot. I think Bielema has done a great job up there. Um, but but again, I don't think I don't think their schedule is tough enough. They're beating Buffalo. They're beating Washington State. They're beating Georgia Southern. They're beating Purdue. They're beating Rutgers. They're they're likely five and zero going into Iowa at yeah, home, I, which again, I, not playing at Kinnick is huge. They yeah, say they they, split, they have a great schedule. They really exactly do. they split between Iowa and Illinois. So it's six and one. They lose to Ohio State. They beat Indiana. They beat Northwestern. They beat Nebraska, and then they probably beat Minnesota. I, I see ten and two here, if not eleven and one. Well, they're also at Purdue and at I mean at Purdue and at Indiana doesn't even matter. I mean those are yeah Purdue Purdue there, yeah so. Purdue Purdue's not going to be good this year. Um and and again so so they have a very favorable schedule. Um I see this team going over. I think Mordecai's going to be pretty good, and I think they meet Michigan in the in the Big Ten championship. I have that exact play as well. I saw it at minus uh, one thirty eight for over eight and a half. Um I definitely think they can get to nine wins without a doubt. Um. Braylon Allen's a beast. He averaged 5.5 yards of carry last year. Uh, I think the air raid's only going to open it up more for him. Uh, and if they want to, you know, pack the box and they'll go outside. So I, I think this is a good play. Well, good. Happy, happy we're in a green on that one. I think it's the first one we've, we both had besides yeah, yeah. Uh, Penn State. I guess we had that one earlier tonight. So I take that back. Yeah, but Wisconsin definitely, definitely got to like it. And then obviously uh, I'm, I'm sure Big Cat would be on board with that play as well. <laughs> Um, why, we, I, why we're doing it? I uh, my second play. I got Iowa over eight and a half. I got that at plus one hundred. Ultimately, I think these are the two best teams in the West. I don't even think it's close. Um, but Iowa every year, year in year out, is solid. Um, dude, they have Cade McNamara now, don't they? They do. They and and Eric All, who were both wow. um, kind of key uh, contributors from that twenty twenty one. Uh, Michigan team that that uh, made the college football playoff and uh, pumped Ohio State at home. Um, That's Eric Hall. Eric well, Hall caught that touchdown in uh, against Penn State at Penn State. That that really kind of was the unsung moment from that season that really lifted them to the college football playoffs. That was that was a big play. Um, they, they got some dudes from Michigan now. That's huge. Well, in their schedule too. I mean, they play at Iowa State, but with all that stuff with the uh, Iowa State football team, they might have a lot of players out for that game. Um, so I think that's you know that game got a lot easier. 
They play at Penn State September 23rd. I, I think that's probably a loss. But after that, I mean, they're home against Michigan State, home against Purdue, at Wisconsin. That's obviously another tough one. But I only see really two tough games on their entire schedule. Um, so I, I think getting to nine wins is definitely, definitely plausible. Yeah. I mean, I I, I honestly would never bet an Iowa over. Um I I just I can't I I can't stand watching them. They're they're so boring. I hope I hope for college football's sake, um, they're off. They're boring, but they win. They're boring, but they win. It's just year in year out, they win eight games at a minimum. So yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they have they, they have that ten and two season, that nine and three season. So exactly, just... they they should be improved this year. Um, Cade McNamara is is a good quarterback. He's he's definitely driven. Um, he wants to get that kind of game manager stink off of him um, that he got so so desperately at Michigan. Um, and, and look, I think they're going to be good. Um, you know, they're going to have a good defense if their offense again, um, even has a remote pulse, um, they, they should be pretty solid. So we'll see. Um, I won't be touching that. I like watching the Kinnick games when they wave to the kids at the hospital, one of the cooler traditions in college football. Um, Absolutely. but aside, Bigger than aside sports. from a, aside from a, um, game kind of out there, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not watching. Um, they, they, yeah, they don't I mean, interest I don't, me. I don't I care. I truly don't know um, players on Iowa. I just know they're Iowa and they're good every single year. I love, I love the play. I, I mean, love they, the play. they win games 17 to 14 and that's what they do. Yeah. And they have a good I mean, defense. You, and you yeah. can't, you, you can't argue with that. That that's a confirmed fact. Um, except for when they got blown up by Michigan two years ago in the big 10 championship 42, three, but yes, they do win games. They were in the they big made, 10. They championship. made it there. They made it there. Exactly. Exactly. So, so they do play close games. Um, but they will have the ability to win in a lot. They won't score, but they won't give up points. So, um, again, no no opinion on that one. But they do have to replace Jack Campbell, though. That's that's going to be yeah, tough. yeah. That that's true. Um, but we'll I think see. They, 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 they breed. They, they breed. Do. I was about to say they breed inside linebackers out in Iowa. They got nothing else, so they are they just. Do. I mean, they they're growing them out there. They do. Um. So again, moving through the Big Ten West. Um, I, I could pick every team here. Um, try to keep it concise just, just for sake of the listeners, as you guys don't want to hear us ramble about teams we don't really know about. Um, <laughs> so I will be taking uh, Minnesota under seven wins. Um, I don't love taking even numbers, but I think Minnesota is, is going to be bad. I think they're going to have a tough year. Um, they lost a ton. They had a really weird offseason with P.J. Fleck getting like weird allegations against them that that he was hazing players and then it kind of got brushed under the table and now it's kind of back, but I don't really know. I think PJ Fleck is a cornball. Um, I, I think they're just, they, they lose a lot. They lost their best player, Mo Ibrahim, um, all American running back. They lost their backup um, Trey Potts, which is now at Penn state. Um, they lost three of their starting offensive linemen and they lost Tanner Morgan, who kind of was the, the brains of that offense. Again, another game manager, but, but someone who could win games. Um, so they have a quarterback, um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. Um, yeah, you you can look it up. It, it's a Greek last name. He goes by the Greek rifle. In case Kaliki you Manas or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I I'm happy to try it. to. I'm I'm not going to try. Um, I'm not going to try. He I don't think is great. Um, I I think Minnesota again, similarly to Indiana, they just don't have guys to win games, and I think they actually have a decently tough schedule this year. Um, I think getting Michigan in the crossover sucks for them. Um, they play at Ohio State in the crossover. Um, they play at Iowa. Like, I, I think they have a very tough schedule. And then just, like, going going down their list, at home against Nebraska, 
I mean, I think that's probably a win, but but you never know. Matt Rule is going to have those guys fired up and, and kind of there's some new juice back in Nebraska. So that, that game, you never know how they're going to perform. They should beat Eastern Michigan at UNC, which, again, I don't think they can score enough to compete with UNC. At Northwestern, that should be a win. At UL Lafayette, that's a win. At home against Michigan, they'll get pumped. At Iowa, they're not winning. Michigan State at home, probably. Illinois at home, probably. At Like, it, it's just – how many games can you definitely give them on their schedule? And it's three or four, maybe maybe five. And I don't trust this team under pressure to win games. Um, so, again, it, it, it's more of they don't return a ton. Um, they, they return less than half their production on offense and, and just over half on defense with an, with an offense that already wasn't great and a defense that was already kind of mid, mid-tier. Um, so we'll see. Uh, they, they should be all right. But, but again, a, 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 at worst, I feel like this is a seven – at best, I'm sorry, this is a seven-win team, and we're at a push. Um, so if I could find seven and a half somewhere, I would like it a lot more. Um, I see I seven and a half on Fandle, uh, oh, beautiful under, at, at 150. Check that. Then I will be changing mine to Minnesota under seven and a half. Um, I like yeah. that even more. So yeah, I I was looking at their schedule last year. I don't think I watched a single minute of Minnesota football unless I watched them during the Penn State game. Yeah, I was about to say you definitely watched them when they got absolutely pumped against Penn State. Because um, I mean, they are. I mean, you forget about them. They are they, a very they, forgettable. They, won, team. they went nine and four last year, but I, I, I would have guessed they didn't even make a bowl game. So it, they did yeah. beat Syracuse, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and and again, they Mo Ibrahim kind of masked a lot of those problems. First, I'm not sure actually if he was first team All American, but an All American running back. Um, he was he was a beast when they when and I believe it was the first game of the year. He went off against Ohio State, and that game was close longer than it should have been. Um, solely because he's he's just a he was a great player. Um, I honestly don't know if he's in the NFL. I hope he is because he's good. He deserves a shot. I'm sure he is. Um, but we'll see what happens. I think I think they'll they'll try to run the ball. I think they don't have the same level of kind of running back back there. I think they're going to struggle a little bit this year. And again, now that I have the number at seven and a half, I like it even more. Yep, good number. All right. Well, I don't have anything else in the Big Ten play wise. Uh, other than conference champs. Yeah. Yeah. So you can, you can lead this one off. I think everyone knows where I'm going with this. Yeah. Well, I'll go. I, I got Penn state at plus 600. Um, it's more of a, can they get by either Ohio state or Michigan? Um, you know, it's, I didn't want to just take Michigan just cause I knew HUD was going to probably take it and you get really no value on it. Uh, and I kind of wanted to look toward more of a value play, but I think plus 600 for Penn state, they have a solid team, uh, and you're getting them a six to one. So I think that's a good season long play. And then you got something to root for in that uh, Penn State Michigan game where you don't even necessarily bet the game. You just got that riding for you. Yeah, and and I mean again, Penn State if they can if they can beat either, likely their Penn State's path, the only plausible path I kind of see for them is that they beat Michigan at home. Michigan loses to Ohio State. And then there's that weird three-way tiebreak, and they, they'll lose to, at Ohio State. And there's the weird three-way tiebreak, and they somehow get out of that. Because I don't, I don't see Penn State going on the road. I, I don't see them getting both those games. They might be able to get one, whether it's the Michigan or at Ohio State. Um, I, I just don't see, I don't see their path unless they get a weird tiebreak, which, which definitely could happen. Because I think there's a very realistic chance that Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State all end up at 11-1. and one. Um, with that being said, I, I don't think Michigan's going to drop a game this year. I think they're too loaded. I think they're too talented. 
Um, and I, I don't think anyone can stop their run game. And if someone can, I, I think they do have the guys to kind of throw it over the top. Um, so, yeah, and that's why I'm getting a six to one. So, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of going for the long play here. But Yep. No, no, no. no. I, and, I, and I get that. But but with that being said, I, I think the best play on the board, um, Michigan plus 180 um, to win the Big Ten. Um, I'll be taking Michigan to make the college football playoff, which I believe is even money. Um, let me pull that up. Oh, they're plus 125. So, so it is, it is kind of crazy when you look at it to see that um, Michigan and Ohio State are both plus 180 to make to win the Big Ten, and Michigan is plus 125 to make the College Football Playoff, and Ohio State's plus 115. Um, so that's a that's a unique kind of situation where they think again Michigan and Ohio State could both make the playoff. Um, so that that will be that will be obviously exciting. Um, and then with that being said. Um, Michigan will be my national championship uh, winner at plus 850. Um, they've made the college football playoff the last two years. Again, everyone knew this pick was coming. Um, they've made it the last two years. I think they're, they're kind of ready. The first year felt like, okay, we're happy to be here. Last year, uh, there's, there's not much to say. They got – Harbaugh got outcoached. Um, they lost to a TCU team that they probably beat the next nine out of ten games, um, if not the next ten out of ten. Um, it was just one of those games, kind of everything went – know that's that's why you play the games um I, I i'm not sure if they would have beat georgia in that next game but um definitely definitely was good they deserved that opportunity but again um this year feels like it's it's a it's a different mentality um to be honest harbaugh getting suspended i think helps this team a lot i think it gives a team that's already kind of at the top of the echelon motivation and i think that's very dangerous um i really like them this year um i think jj mccarthy takes this team to the next level um, he's lost one game as a starter, and it was that TCU game. Um, he he kind of took that one to heart this year through two pick sixes. Um, obviously, was not happy with that performance. So we'll see. Um, it's been a long offseason for them. Um, a lot of guys came back that could have went pro. Um, getting Blake Corn back, obviously huge. Um, he, he, he will contend for the Heisman again. Um, it will be hard with Donovan Edwards in the backfield with him. Um, but that being said, they'll both get um, plenty of touches, score plenty of times, and I think Michigan – Michigan really cruises through 10 games this year. Um, I think they win the other two. I think they're close. Um, but, again, I think the Penn State game is closer than Ohio State. Um, so, kind of, if Michigan gets through that, that Penn State game at 10-0, and 0, um, I'll be feeling very good about their chances to, to make the college football playoff and, and then eventually win the national championship. Um, so, we'll talk about kind of the national championship um, a little bit later as we get kind of to the final episode but leading up to the season. Um, but I, I can't, I can't miss this opportunity to, to give out my national championship now as they have, they did start at plus a thousand. They are down to plus eight fifty. Um, so they're, they're, they're the most bet team in Vegas right now. It's not just me, um, which, which honestly, I hate that, but it doesn't matter. Um, You're rolling I, I think with the that, public there. no, the public's rolling with me. I've been on Michigan national championship since, since they lost against DCU last year. So I would say the public is rolling with me on that one. But, um, yeah, with that being said, I think, I think that kind of wraps up the Big Ten. Um, I'm super excited. I'll definitely be watching a lot more Big Ten football than Connor. Um, and I might throw some, some kind of plays as we get a little bit closer on Big Ten teams, um, as we get a little bit more information on camp. Um, I won't be giving out Ohio State under, but, but that, that's a strong lean. Um, I think, I think they, they will um, – they'll be good. They won't win the big games. Um, kind of same story. They might get to the playoff. Might might backdoor into the playoff because everyone else kind of loses like what happened last year. Um, and then they want to hang a banner for kind of almost winning a college football playoff game. 
Um, so happy they almost beat Georgia last year. I guess that's a good season, um, but won't be giving that one out. So um, with that, um, we will be coming out with the um, Big 12 uh, pod, the Big 12 preview, which which is one of the most fun conferences um, that, that should be dropping on Sunday. Um, so, and, and if you, if you got nothing else, Connor, I think, I think we will, we're ready to send them off. Yeah, no, I appreciate y'all sticking around and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you on Sunday. We'll see you on Sunday. Have a good week, everyone, and go blue. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of First and Him. While gambling is discussed in this podcast, the views of the producers are strictly opinions of their own and gambling is not promoted nor endorsed by First and Him. If you believe you have a problem, please call the National Gambling Hotline at 1-800-522-4700. Thanks for listening, and keep being him.